I think a lot of people struggle when they lose because they're worried about what everybody else thinks. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what everybody else thinks. Good morning, everyone. This is Rob Tyson, and this is episode 34 of the Climb Audio Documentary Journey. This is episode 34. It's been a while since I have recorded a podcast for several reasons. But the main reason is because I was trying to find a rhythm in life. I decided to go on a different venture. I decided to start my own deal, my own business. And ever since five years ago, after attending a Tony Robbins event, that has always been on my mind. I always realized that I could not work for somebody. And it's not because I'm narcissistic or I'm just untrainable or any of that stuff. Because when I'm in a room with individuals that I know more than, I know I need to get the hell out of there. I like to be in a room with individuals that know way more than me. If you catch my drift, basically what I'm saying is I need to be continuously educated on a lot of things. So it's not that I have a problem with people in general or authority or direction. It's just that the individuals, and I think it's just for me because of my personality, the individuals that I have worked for besides one person these past few years have been egotistical and Another egotistical person, you know, and I'm not saying I'm egotistical. I'm saying that I am very confident. I say things how they are. However, whenever I'm wrong, I will be the first to admit it. And most people in a higher authority or in a higher position have difficulty doing that. And I think that comes with being woke, right? I don't like that term, but it translates because a lot of people are using it right now. But I think it comes with being woke and I think it comes with being conscious. Most people at those positions have worked their way up there the old fashioned way. And there's nothing wrong with that. you know. And I'm talking about getting into positions of power, whether it's in an organization or political position, whatever it may be. But in this particular case, I'm talking about, you know, someone who's your boss, like if you're working for somebody. And why it didn't work for me. Because people get to that... It, it's like it's like they're Ferraris without engines, right? They look great on the outside. They have the entire look from top to bottom to be a boss, to be a manager, to be a, a C-level executive. But they don't have people skills. They don't know how to manage somebody who has similar characteristics to them you know, effectively. And we've seen that a lot, you know, it's almost like a dictatorship. But then on the flip side, you as an individual who goes into a company, you have to be able to water yourself down if you're willing to adjust to the organizational culture. In general, there's a lot of that. It's very rare that you can go into an organization being 100% yourself. And that's unfortunate. But that's the reality. And that's my that's been my reality. Now, if you are 
if you are one, okay, well, let me take that back a step because you could be 100% yourself and it may be that that's who that, uh, that's what that culture will adopt. They'll adopt your personality because you've been that person your entire life. I'm a person that's boisterous. I say things how they are. I call things how they are. I don't mind sharing my two cents. And if you know me, you know that that's who I am, you know, and the whole point of this, this rant was late last year or early mid last year, I decided that I wanted to start my own company because I think I mentioned it in my last podcast. I went up, I I joined an organization. I went in there. I asked very specific questions. I challenged a few people based off of what they were presenting to me. And what I said made logical sense for sure, because I have experience in what I was saying. But because it went against the grain of what they were doing, right? Because they had spent a a crazy amount of money and resources and time into what they were building. They took it as offensive. You know, I just told them, here's an easier way to do things. And they didn't like that. So I was challenging their authority, but I, all I was thinking was I was bringing value. I was like, Hey, let's do things more efficiently. Here's, here's how to do this. But because I came in there guns a blazing, they didn't like that. Well, the higher ups didn't like that. They said, no, you're not a culture fit here. AKA from what people have told me internally in the organization, They were, one, either intimidated by you, or two, they just didn't like you. And I think it was both. I would be the first to say, I fucked up. That would be, I would be the first to say that. You know, but I didn't. I was just myself. And it made me realize, that's it. I'm going to burn the fucking boats. Excuse my language. I'm going to burn the boats, and I'm going to take the island. And that is what I've done so far. And it has been a difficult journey. It's been difficult because it's not its not an easy path starting your own deal. So if you ever think about starting your own company and you don't have any existing funds to start a company, think twice or go for it. Make it happen. Figure it out. Figure out how. It's it's not the lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Tony Robbins says that. I 1,000% agree. Because I went to ask my closest friends, could you help me? I went to ask family members, could you help me? At the point where I needed help. There was a long time there that I had so much money saved up that I didn't need help for almost a year. I hadn't got a paycheck in almost a year at that time before I decided to start my own company. But I got to the point where I said, screw it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to bring on investment partners. I'm going to bring in equity partners. And I, I dabbled with that for a little bit, but these, these SOBs are so damn greedy. They want 50% of everything. And, and I've been told, I've been told a couple of things from a a few people, you know, different stories. Uh, Maybe you should take it to equity because this is your first real gig starting a business and this can help you launch and then they help you launch it 
and then you sell it or do whatever you need to do with it. And then you get that money and then start your own deal. And then you don't have to worry about bringing on equity partners. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. However, I'm still trying to figure it out now. And it's going very well. It's going very well. But I will say that there were some hiccups in the beginning because, you know, just because you know about an industry doesn't mean you know how an industry operates internally. And that is what the, that is a perception I took from the beginning. And, you know, it was, it's been difficult because my partner's in a different city in a different state. And the communication has been back and forth. And it's not what I would truly deem as fully operational at its highest because there's so much back and forth. And you have to take all these things in mind. You should jump, take the leap, whatever it may be, metaphorically speaking. Take the leap of faith, absolutely. But I would say, if you really want to take it without struggle, without stress, without losing hair, without getting sick. <laughs> oh, it may not happen, but for me, it did. I got real sick. I would say start with money. Start with capital. Start with living expenses. You know, start with, you know, if you're, if you're at a job right now, start saving money. Start saving at least a year's salary. At least, actually, at least six months. But depending on what you do, I would say to be safe, a year's salary. Because then you're going to go out there and you think that everything's going to go to plan and it looks great and everything everything looks like it's going in line and all of a sudden you lose one, you lose two, you lose three clients because that's the way things are. You know, we went in there with good faith in the beginning and this is not my style of doing business. You know, for my company, I went in there and I said, we have a better product, we have a better service, we have more expertise, we are blowing your current plan out of the water. Because we did. When we had our first few presentations, when I first went into business, we blew these plans out of the water. And we went in there with good faith. But the world is a bad place sometimes. It's not that it's a bad place. Let me go back. Let me, let me retract that statement. The, in the business world, it's dog eat dog, right? You can have the best product, the best service, the best proposal, everything goes and lines up. But because John at XYZ company plays golf with John at XYZ brokerage firm for four or five years, XYZ brokerage firm would never steer them the wrong way. And they're buddy buddies. I'm not changing. I'm not changing business from John. I'm going to stay with John because we're good buddies. I don't care if you're saving me $100,000 a year, potentially half a million dollars in the next few years. John's my buddy. I'm not taking that business from him. We go to church together. That's the politics sometimes that you have to encounter. And that's happened to me in business. And you know what you need to do with that? You shake hands and you move forward. Don't dwell on stuff like that. I didn't. I said, okay, lesson learned, move on. And my point of that is when you start a business and everything's going well and everything's lining up, it's not always going to fall into place like you imagined it to. That's what happened here. 
It didn't fall into place like I anticipated it to fall in place. But is it going to stop me? No, because I believe in the product. I believe in our service. I believe in my company and I believe wholeheartedly in the people behind the helm. The partners are extremely intelligent. They have good intentions. They are good people. But most people don't know that, especially in this world of insurance and healthcare, because they've been misled for so many years. They automatically take in that same mentality and, and they assume that everybody in this world is the same. But there's actually people out there that actually want to do good for you. Like my company. I know that. And that's why I'm not stopping. You know, it's been hard. On paper, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I'm not stressed out when I go and talk on the phone. I'm not stressed out when I talk to clients. No, I'm busy. But I'm not stressed out. I don't bring that to the table. My job, my job as a professional is to bring real value to an organization. To be their voice when it comes to our industry. To be able to provide them with new insights. To keep them up to date. To provide them with better quality options for themselves, their company, and their employees. That's what I truly care about. Because I've been in a situation where I've had terrible benefits as, as, as an employee. I've been mistreated. You know, my whole goal of, of having a voice on here or having a voice on Instagram as, as I document my climb is to be able to make a major influence and try to have some type of impact on at least one person. Because... I've been impacted by the gurus, but I've never been impacted by someone who just has an average Joe, you know, lifestyle. I mean, I don't think I have an average Joe lifestyle, but I'm still considered an average Joe. I'm not an ultra influencer. I don't have Lamborghinis and, and Rolls Royce and a 16,000 square foot house, but I have a voice and I'm going to use that. To, to the best of my ability. So, going back to the original statement or the original topic. If you ever want to go on your own and you, and you have that slight, slight itch to do it, your, 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 your subconscious mind is telling you something. But you have to recognize because I think most people would like to start their own deal. Most people would like to run their own company, get an idea, get the expertise, the ambition and the, and the determination are up to you and go with it no matter what. Now, if there's, it's circumstantial, right? It's circumstantial. If you have four or five kids, you, you have to think about them first. They have no control over putting groceries on the table. Most of the time, they don't. I mean, what, you're going to go put your kid, is it all, all your kids as child actors and just hope that they become the next Shia LaBeouf or something? <laughs> Come on, let's get real here. It could happen. I'm not saying to, but, you know, don't put your kids through stress because you are trying to do something that makes you happy. The reason I did this is because I said, you know what? I have enough people around me. I know enough 
influential people. I know enough people that have deep pockets. I'm going to figure it out. And I believe in my product so much that I'm going to ask help. And for the first six four or four or five months, I didn't need it. I didn't need any help. Six months, I said, okay, let's bring on some equity partners. But strategically, strategically bringing on equity partners, not just somebody that's going to go in there and give you money and take 50% of your company, because that's what, that's what almost happened to me. I said, no, 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 no. Let's get some sweat equity involved in here as well. What could you bring to the table to my company? That's what you got to do. You can get leveraged that way. Build strategic partnerships. If you have a real product or service, something unique that can bring value that is different, then you become more attractive to other partners, strategic vendors. Sometimes those vendors can say, hey, compensate us. We'll, I mean, we'll compensate you. If you take our product to market first and then on the back end, bring your product in as a value add. Be innovative. There's so many different ways to leverage funds these days. However, think about your situation. In some cases, if, if you find the right employer with the right boss, the right company, who's flexible, who has good benefits, and you're able to mold to their culture, do it. Do it at least for a little bit. Milk it. Milk it. When I start bringing on employees to my company, I'm not going to expect them to stay with me forever. I'm not going to expect them to try to work as hard as I am. No, I'm going to expect them to try to build the life that they want at that moment in time. I'm not going to expect them to work as hard as me because that's ridiculous. It's my company. And if you find somebody like that and there's good benefits and there's work-life balance, do it at least for a little bit. If you, if you're itching to start your own thing then do it, because for me, I cannot live on this earth knowing that I did not try to do something on my own in my prime. I would lose my motherfucking mind. Excuse my language. My anxiety would be through the roof. I'd be scratching myself. My eczema would flare up. My autoimmune disorder would flare up. I can't, that's just me. I cannot live another day working for somebody else. And it's been because of a lot of things, the experience, the lack of knowledge from some of the people that I worked under. I mean, I would go to some of these meetings and have conversations and hear these leaders talk and I would cringe. I'd be like, oh, that is so like 2001. What are you doing? And it's, and it almost seemed like most of these people were programmed. I felt so bad for them. They go to work. They do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. And yeah, they're making a hell of a living. And yeah, they're doing well financially. But I can see it deep down in their eyes that they don't want to be doing that. But they're stuck. And that is one thing I did not want to be was stuck. I would rather die on my own sword. Episode 34 of the Climb Audio Documentary Journey. I hope this reaches some people. I hope it hits them in a positive way. Look, this is Reality Check 101. Do what you want to do within the, within the boundaries of, you know, within the layer of being a good person.
right? Don't get runned over. No, 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 no. You run your own shit. However, however, it's circumstantial. If you want to start your own company, but depending, do it. But depending on your situation, make sure it makes sense. If, especially if you have kiddos, those little, those little babies—they they have no control of you. And most people do not have the mental callus to be able to be extremely stressed out and not being able to take it out on their kids. It is so rare. I've mastered that because my entire life, I have been stressed out of my mind all the way up until, I mean, from when I was a kid, I saw some crazy stuff growing up. And I figured out very early on how to alleviate some of those stresses. So I was built for this. Most people, they get a little bit of stress, they take it out on everybody around them. Now, am I perfect? No, but for the most part, 90% of the time, I hold it together. Every now and then I'll be like, you know, my son said, acting up and screaming and throwing food all over the place and slapping me in the face in public because it happens. I don't yell. I don't scream, but every now and then, I'll get in the car, I'll put him in the car, I sit him down there, I go home. And there's times where I'm just like, man, I want to get this belt and spank his little butt and scream out the top of my lungs. But that has happened to me growing up. And did it do anything? Nope, it just made me more sad. And every now and then, I will just not have it with anybody that's next to me, that's wanting to impose themselves on me I'll just put my hand up say get away and they're like what's wrong and they have no idea the amount of pressure that I'm under and they immediately judge they immediately judge oh he's an asshole he's an asshole don't let anybody tell you something like that don't take it to heart because you know you're a good person if you truly are you know you are And now end it at that. Episode 34 of The Climb Journey. It's been Rob Tyson. It's been real. See ya.